Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Where's the rodeo? Uh, toggling his balls. I like your boots. Just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Ah, uh, yes. Toggle your balls. Indeed, the biggest one yet. Toggling your balls. Fifty shades of gray. Slacks, Cliffy. Slacks. The biggest oh. one yet. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Jesus, Cliff. It's going to be outrageous. Uh, your grandmother. Good day to you. Good day. Oh. Don't be, need to be too loud. Good day to you, Darnell Winslow. And to all who are listening on this fine day, this fine Sunday, a beautiful Sunday. It's really just a gorgeous day. A gorgeous Sunday. Mm, sunny and gorgeous. And uh, so I've got a few things to talk about today. I don't know where to start. I never do. I have I have a couple little points written down, a couple small talking points, and then uh, I'm not going to talk about everything that I wrote down here. Uh, I am going to talk about the YMCA. Oh, you know what? First, I'm going to talk about Costco. My Saturdays are very, they're very routine. I uh, I get up. There's so there's the first part of the day as I wake up. And I get out of bed, and then I put on my slippers, <laughs> I get my pipe and my smoking jacket, and I head to the den, where I listen to my Perry Como records, and read the times. Then I get up, I, uh, you know, whatever, Saturday, blah, blah, blah. Uh, for some reason... My Saturdays now, the, I've been making more Costco runs on the weekend, which is just, you know, that's that's a, that's a fool's errand. That's an idiot's, an idiot chore. Go go on the weeknights when they are almost about to close. Go, you know, between 7.30 and 8.30 on a Monday. Go. That's when you go to Costco. They might even have some free samples. Not as, you know, if you go on Sunday, you can have... You know, you can have all three meals if you just walk around Costco for the whole day. Because they've got, you know, spring rolls and they got little pieces of cheese and meatballs and little... Uh, you want to try some... Uh, sample some of this Kirkland orange drink? <laughs> uh, while you try on some Kirkland slacks and Kirkland button-down dress shirts? 
which I actually did. I purchased, you know, that show Workaholics has has some Costco jokes about Kirkland jeans, which may or may not be a thing. I don't know. But there are such things as Kirkland shirts. And I bought two of them uh, about a week ago, some new shirts. And they're nice. And they're not that nice, but they're nice enough for like $18 to have a dress shirt where you can go to like a nice store and get a nice shirt for 75 100 plus dollars. Uh, uh-uh. And you're never going to find me doing that. No matter how much money I make, no matter how quote-unquote prestigious my title might be, it's Kirkland shirts all the way, baby. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, it's just the timing. I, I time my trips to Costco with whether or not I need, uh, I need my protein shakes. And it's just the way that it's been, it's been working out is I run out of protein shakes on a Friday or a Saturday. Now I could just be proactive and say, hey, Thursday night after work, I'll swing by old Costco and grab some of my shakes and perhaps a snack or two for the kids and some other things, some other essentials. Uh, but I don't. So, you know, shame on me. I'm the idiot. And then I end up going on a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, Sunday is the day to avoid, man. If you can avoid, I mean, they both suck. But Sunday's just, I don't know. It's just an awful time to go. Oh, just awful. Just awful. I had to, like... Last week we had to go. Last week we went because I thought, like, hey, Costco, you can get a flu shot at Costco. That's a pretty easy way. Instead of, like, oh, you're going to make an appointment, go to the doctor, blah, 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 sit in the waiting room with all the other sickos, sickies. Go to Costco and just kind of in and out. Um, Of course, what the fuckers don't tell you is, A, the pharmacy's not open on Sunday. Took the kids there, like, three weeks ago to get a shot get their flu shots, and it was closed. It took only, like, it, it's five minutes down the road. It only took, you know, three and a half hours to uh, fight traffic to get there and then find a parking spot and then find out that there's no flu shot on Sundays because there's no pharmacy on Sundays. So last Saturday we went there. Hey, we're going to get the kids a flu shot finally. Walked, waited in line for, you know, what seemed like an eternity for the one person in front of me to get all their pills uh, well, what are these pills? I don't take these pills. The doctor said I should, but I can't take these pills because they're not. They give me a third nipple on my butt cheeks. Uh, okay, then don't fucking order the prescription. You, yeah, whatever. Well, what do I know? Well, I don't know anything. I just know if I wasn't gonna get it, I wouldn't order a prescription if it wasn't something that I should be taking. Anyways, oh, I don't think I should get these pills. <laughs> They're going to give me a beard. Oh. Look, lady, take the pills. Don't take the pills. Just hurry up. You've been like, you've been in this fucking queue for an, a 90 minutes. I'm just watching you do nothing and waste everybody's time. So finally I get up there. I'm like, uh, yes, two flu shots for my children, please. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I don't think, uh, I don't think they do flu shots if you're under 18. Like, really? Because uh, doesn't say that on the website. Well, let me go check, sir. Uh, Mr. Carruthers! Mr. Carruthers! Uh, and then this person comes like, Oh, I'm sorry, we don't do flu shots under age 18. Cool, cool, cool. And, you know, 
I think I've mentioned before the one of the you know pre-Christmas. I mean, if you go to if you go to Costco on a Saturday or Sunday, you're an idiot. If you go before you know in, in November or December on a Saturday or Sunday, you just you don't you hate yourself and you you just want to die. You want your life to end because that's what'll happen if you go there on a Saturday or Sunday during the holidays before Christmas. Holy mackerel! So. I believe I have recapped that uh, parking space story of me screaming at this guy who was waiting and then he had a kid. But then I found a better parking space, so I felt better about myself. And I almost went and apologized to him, but then I didn't because I can't do that because I'm a very small, petty person. Uh, and, and just in the slight chance that I was in the right, uh, or in the slight chance, yeah, in the slight chance that I was in the right, then I would really feel shittier about myself if I apologized to somebody who didn't deserve an apology. So yeah, it's like that. Uh, but then last week, Saturday, going to get the flu shots at Costco that are not available because they won't serve children. And uh, yeah, I, I'm there's somebody's pulling out of us. There's no spots available. Somebody's pulling out of a spot, and I put on my blinker. And then, sure enough, somebody's coming out from an, another parking area that I couldn't see is trying to get that spot. I'm there first, motherfucker. So I pull in, and uh, you know, I, I turn, I take a left into the parking area where this person's coming from, so that I can reverse myself and back into the spot. As I'm backing in, this person is driving forward. We're both going towards the same spot. It was a, it was a, it was a chicken. We had a, a, a full-on. Barking lot Costco chicken match on our hands. Who was gonna who was gonna hit the brakes first? And I knew it wasn't gonna be me. I knew it wasn't gonna be me. And so I just kept backing up, backing up, and then the, this girl was staring at me like, "What the fuck?" And I'm staring back at her like, "Uh, hey, dummy, I was here. I had my I had my goddamn turn signal on. I had my blinker." Uh, so yeah, and all of that to find out that there's no flu shots. So, uh, and you know what? We ended up going to CVS, in and out, easy peasy, filled out the little computer, you log in, you don't even have to talk to anybody, you just go to the back, you put your name in the computer, you sit and you wait, boom, bam, in and out, baby. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's, that's become part of the routine, it seems like. Yesterday was no different, except I went to Costco first. See, I take my youngest to uh, to her ballet on Saturday morning at the Y. I'm going to get to that in a second because uh, that's uh, I believe I've mentioned some of my some of my gripes and grievances about the YMCA going on a Saturday while the youngster is in the dance class and I'm trying to find a goddamn parking space because there's none available and they have you know craft fairs and all this other bullshit going on and in the, in the warm weather there's little races and marathons so like oh great there's not much parking to begin with but let's let's have an event on a saturday on the busiest time of the week the busiest time of the day so that then there's really no parking spaces i'll get to that in a second so my saturday in other words it consists of going to the y for about an hour and then some kind of costco run has been has been the norm these last several months um, yesterday I said, you know what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Costco first thing. I'm going to avoid, I'm going to get a good spot. And I did. I'm going to avoid traffic, which I mostly did. They open at 9.30. I got there maybe 9.45 or so. 9.45. And, uh, I got my good, you know, decent enough parking space. I got in, found some of the things that I need. My protein shakes, which are on sale. 
That's why I need to get there now, because I think the sale ends on January 31st, so I need to stock up on my shakes, so I don't get the shakes from not having my shakes. Uh, you know, some snacks, some bullshits, uh, and some really, some really outstanding blackberries and strawberries and blueberries. I think, boy, I could, you know, if I got, if I had gotten raspberries, I could maybe uh, make one of those. What is that thing called? A buckle, a huckleberry pie, buckleberry pie. The fuck did I? Something berry. The one that I. Who cares? Anyway. Uh, yeah, got some fruits, got some snacks, got some protein shakes, a little, a little package of cookies for the kids to have their, uh, their dessert every once in a while. It's all good. But you know what I've noticed? You know, at Christmas time, it was the cashiers, like, angrily saying happy, uh, angrily saying Merry Christmas as opposed to Happy Holidays. But now it seems, uh, I've also noticed, you know, the cashiers are fine, they're whatever, it's the it's the little checker at the door, you know. They all all those all those discount clubs have the guy who checks the receipt at the door when you're leaving. BJ's, Costco, Sam's, they all have it. Before you can leave, you have to sh- give the fucking guy the checker. Checker needs to take the receipt because, like, you know, in case you just walked through the store, grabbed all this shit, and somehow snuck through the cash line, the cash wrap. Which is, it's, it's impossible to get through there even if you have paid for your stuff. There's so many motherfuckers, and they have the little dining area right there too, which is an even bigger bottleneck. Oh, just leave your giant grocery carts full of shit. Your, your big, you know, boxes of octopus tentacles or whatever other craziness you found at these, at these stores. Just, just leave it in the middle of the walkway of Fire Hazard while you go get your jumbo dog for a buck fifty, you slob. Uh, so anyways... Uh, you know, I got through, paid, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, what I notice is, like, when I give the guy the receipt, it's like, I didn't think much of it at first, but I feel like they personally do not like me. And I'm not sure why. It's a different guy every time. And I'm nice as can be. I really am. I'm nice as can be. Like, hey, how you doing? And I get nothing. I get nothing. Which is fine, but the thing is, every time this happens, there's always like two or three customers ahead of me getting checked by the checker, and there's like, there's little inside jokes, they're joking, they're like patting each other on the arm. This isn't just a one-off, this is every time. You know, the first time it happened, I thought, eh, maybe the guy, you know, maybe they're neighbors, maybe they know each other, you know, maybe in the fucking uh, rotary together, I, who knows, maybe they're in the Masons, <laughs> so... So I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. But but the first time it happened, the guy's like super nice to the customer ahead of me, the checker. He's like, hey, hey, buddy, uh, what, uh, got quite a few things here today. Well, let's uh, make sure you you paid for all. Hey, how about that weather out there? Okay, I'll have a good one. And uh, and then I'm like, oh, this guy's, you know, he's so affable. He's in such a like fun mood. And I'm up there. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, uh, yeah, hi. Uh, okay. All set. And I'm like, great, thanks so much. Have a great day. And he's like, uh-huh. Like, what? And then I can hear the person behind me coming up, and I hear the checker, and he's like, hey, look at this. What do we have here? We've got some chips. we got a watermelon. Oh, boy, somebody's going to have a nice snack today. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and then me. And this is, like, the first time. This is the second time. The thir- this is every time, up to and including yesterday. 
And the guy in front of me made some kind of fucking joke, you know, and maybe, hey, maybe I look like the kind of guy that doesn't want to do the, like, you know, that fucking small talk. Hey, how's, uh, how's your day? How's the weather out there? Uh, and you know what? Quite frankly, yeah, they got my number on that one. I don't want to do that kind of small talk. But at the same time, I find it offensive that they would, you know, presume that I am that kind of guy. They hit the nail on the head. I don't want to have those kind of conversations. But when I see, like, five people in front of me, like, hey there, hey there, champ. Oh, you bought some tools. Somebody's doing some home repairs today. Okay. There you go. All set. Have a super duper day. And then I get up there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. You're, you're good. Okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah. 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 What, what did I do? So yesterday was the same thing. There's a guy in front of me and the checker's like, Hey there, pal. Hey, they charged you double. I hope for all this stuff. And the guy's like, oh, 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 I, I, oh, he's like, I hope so. <laughs> I don't know why he would say, I hope so. And he's like, you know, put on the spot, I guess. What the fuck are you going to say? What a stupid thing to say. What an idiotic. Maybe, you know what? I've been told that sometimes I make these faces of, like, pure disgust. So it's possible that out of the corner of the, his eyes, this Costco receipt checker guy who's... And by the way, you know what I mean? Checker is like they check, you know, you've got your grocery cart full of shit and you hand them their receipt, your receipt, and they check to make sure, uh, you know, everything in the cart is on the receipt. They do it in like uh, 0.4 seconds. So like, you know, it's a really flawless system that they have. Uh, but anyways, and then, then they put a little black marker on the thing and, uh, you know, it's a big waste of everyone's time and it's one of the many bottlenecks that you encounter uh, on your trip to and from Costco. Right up until the bottleneck to get in, bottleneck to park, bottleneck to get out, bottleneck to do anything. Uh, yeah, bottlenecks everywhere. But yeah, the checkers are, you know, they're always so like friendly and, you know, all this stuff. Even when I have my kids with me and there's a guy with kids in front of us and he's like, hey there, little fella, how you doing today, buddy? You gonna go help dad with all you get some tools? Gonna go. Help dad build a shed? Build a tool shed? You know, and it's all this bullshit. And then, like, I get up with my kids and I'm, you know, my kids don't want to, they don't want anything to do with that kind of bullshit. So, like, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe they can, like, see us coming from a mile away and, like, oh, shit, this family doesn't want, this is not a small talk group right here because my kids don't want any of that fucking small talk either. But still, at least have the decency to, Present small talk so that I can turn you down. Or, you know, sometimes I'll even fire back with some bullshit small talk. Some little dad jokes. And I'll, hey, I hope, they I hope they charge this guy double. He looks like trouble. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Uh, fuck, fuck you. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess the point is I would be angry if he made if these checkers made small talk with me like they do with everybody else in front of me and behind me uh i'm also angry that they don't i'm angry if they do i'm angry if they don't but i'm more offended that they don't i would only be just ang i wouldn't be offended if they did i would just be angry since they don't make small talk with me i'm both angry and offended yeah the guy in front of me yesterday hey fella this is the checker talking. Hey, fellow, well, let's see what you got here. I hope they charged you double. 
Did they charge you double? I hope they did, you rascal, you scamp. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yes, that's great day. Have a great... He's patting him on the arm. Okay, buddy, it looks like... Yep, looks like you checked out. You're clear to go. I'm not going to have to call the authorities on you. All this shit. And then I get up there and like... Yeah, hey. Uh, okay, your receipt, please. Uh, okay, let's see. And then, that's the other thing, too. The guy, he like... He doesn't even look at the items in his cart. Just whoosh, takes that stupid Sharpie, makes his dopey black line across the receipt. Like, that's the that's the watermark. Oh, you're clear to go. You've got the black Sharpie on your receipt from some fucking asshole. Uh, yeah. Doesn't even look at the car. He's like, hey, hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm not even going to look. I'm, you look like the kind of guy who wouldn't steal anything. Here you go, friend. And then I go up there. And, I like, and I'm actually smiling. Like, I don't, I don't like to smile. Smiling's stupid. Um, you know, for the sake of smiling. If something, you know, gives me a reason to smile, then I, I, absolutely, I, I will smile. You know, like, like, a, like, a, like a child falling down in a puddle at a park. Like, that'll, that'll make... I'm already smiling just saying it. That'll make me smile. That makes me laugh. But just like, oh, good, I'm about to... I'm about to interact with my Costco receipt checker. Yes, so I'm smiling now. This is fun. This is a fun Saturday. Uh, but, but I do. I smile if I see the if if the Costco checker is having this bullshit small talk with the guys in front of me. Then I'll like I'll put on a happy face, and I'll walk right up to the son of a bitch. And, uh, you know, like, and, and I'll start and I'll be like, Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah. Hello, sir. Uh, may I have your receipt, please? Okay. Let's see. Two premier protein shakes, one caramel, one vanilla. Okay. Uh, one package of blackberries. Uh, that's a blueberry. Oh, you've got blueberries. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Package of AA batteries. I don't see that. Oh, uh, that's there. It is okay. And I'm like, uh, ex is this necessary? You're going line by line. I think. I mean, you know, can't you just kind of do a quick? You know, there's like seven items in the cart. There's seven items on my receipt. Like, you know, what? What do you think that I was able to do between the checkout line and here to switch these items with like a high ticket? You know what? Look at it, it's like boxes of like Lay's chips. I, I'm, I'm not, you know, uh, you see any diamonds in this cart? You know, if I had a, if I had a plats, uh, plasma, you know, plasma, if I had a flat screen TV and like, you know, 12 boxes with iPads in them, then yeah, like maybe go line by line and just make sure that everything's on the up and up. I have fucking protein shakes, some fruit, a box of cookies and a thing of chips. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm the threat here, pal. But yeah, let's. Let's, uh, sir. May I have your receipt? Uh, let's see. Yes, you've got the. Uh, it says here you purchased seedless grapes, but these are seeded grapes. Uh, these are the globe grapes with the seeds in them. You want to tell me what's. Uh, what's your. What's your angle here, pal? What are you up to? What are you trying to pull? You trying to pull a fast one on me, huh, Mister Seedless? Huh, Seedless? You, come with me, sir. Come with me to the back. We're, we're gonna have a talk. And then, like, and then I'm like, no, it says seedless grapes on the receipt. And if you read closely, those are seedless grapes that I purchased. I would never, uh, I'm not a scumbag. Uh, I'm not a mouth breather. I wouldn't buy seeded grapes. Oh, okay, sir. Uh, my apologies. Okay, I, 
I guess you're clear to go. Just don't let it happen again. Don't let what happen again? I didn't do anything. You're the fucking illiterate. And then I leave, and then the person behind me, <laughs> the checker, the checker is like, Hey, buddy, what do you got? Why, you got some seedless grapes? Oh, man. Oh, they're seeded grapes. Ah, that's okay. Whatever. Here's a Sharpie line on your receipt. You've got 17 iPads. Enjoy all of them. You must have a lot of kids there, pal. Maybe donating to charity, I'm sure. You're out of here. You're you're good to go, buddy. And then I'm like looking back like, what? And then the checker looks at me. He's like, keep moving, pal. Keep moving. Like, what the fuck? What did I do to these checks? And it's not just like one guy. Like, okay, maybe if I was like, if I didn't realize that I was there and, you know, having a bad day and I was rude to like one of the checkers and he just remembered me forever and held a grudge, then okay. This is a different guy. And it's a guy, it's a female, it's a male, it's, you know, young, old, all the checkers. Whenever they see me, they're just like this, the smile washes away from their face. Their day is just ruined. And it's not like, and I'm deliberately trying to smile. I'm trying to like, you know, proactively just like, hey, hey, it's me. We're cool. Everything's cool. Nope. Hey, buddy, did they charge you double, you scoundrel? Hey, get out of here, you knucklehead. I love you. Come back next week. Uh, receipt, sir. I'm going to need to see some ID, your Costco card, uh, Social Security, uh, valid U.S. passport, uh, and I'm going to need you to recite the serial number of these, uh, every one of these red seedless, seedless grapes that you claim to have uh, in your possession, sir. Uh, grape theft and grape fraud is no joke, sir. And I'm like, hey, how about that weather out there? Sir, this is neither the time nor the place for that sort of talk. I don't know, man. Costco, it's, a, it's not one thing, it's another thing. But God damn it, I love going there. They've got great deals. They've got good, they've got some of the best goddamn lobster bisque you're ever going to take. Taste Kirkland. <laughs> Kirkland lobster bisque. That is, uh, that is as good as it gets. Oh, man. Yeah. And those protein shakes. I mean, you can get those protein shakes anywhere, but if you go to like a CVS or a Walgreens or your local grocer to get those, pro you're going to get like four of them for $10. You go to Costco, you get 18 of those fuckers for $20. Those, uh, you know, those, uh, those airborne, the little orange slices, you're supposed to take like three a, a day during the winter. I've forgotten to take them for the last several days. You go to Walgreens, that's like $26 for one of those bottles. You go to Costco, it's like $12. $12, come on, Costco. And the membership is, you know, it's next to nothing. I don't know what it is. It's like, it's like $50 for a year, $60. That's... You're going you're gonna to make that savings up in no time. Probably with your first trip to Costco, my friend. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I want to just go to Costco every day to buy one thing just to go through the checker and see. Because like, I I, I'd like to think eventually there's going to be a checker who's like, Hey, hey, pal, great to see you. Uh, that happens always to the guy in front of me and always to the guy in back of me, but never to me. There's The checkers are not happy to see me. I am not a friend, oh, the checkers. Oh, well. At least I've got some delicious soup in my fridge and some swanky new flannels in my closet.
Oh yeah. Hey buddy. I hope they charged you double, you rapscallion, you, you scallywag. Oh yes, sir. I'm gonna need to see your receipt right away. I'm holding it out. That's a thing. Whatever. It's enough. We're on to new topics, right? Uh, so yeah, Costco trip. Always, it always ends on a sour note. Cause I, every time I just, I want them to like me. I do want to be liked. I don't like most people, but I do want them to like me. Even if I have to trick them into thinking I like them. For example, such as a, a Costco receipt checker. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, yeah, it's just part of the struggle. It's part of the daily birthday boy, Johnny boy struggle. <laughs> Uh, I mean, eh. anyway, so, so I did the Costco thing, got home at a reasonable hour, just in time to, to get ready and take the tiny one over to her ballet at the Y and, uh, you know, per the usual, I, you know, I just know at this point, you're not going to get a parking space. There's no parking spaces to be had at the Y ever on a Saturday ever. You know, maybe if you get there at 4.30 in the morning and just kind of wait it out, camp out. Yeah, okay, you probably get a good spot. Uh, <clears throat> but not not at the time that I go. Not at And that's the other thing, too. I get there at 11 because uh, the, the, the dance thing is at 11. Well, I get there, you know, five minutes early or so. So we could get the little ballet slippers on and hang up the coat and then, and, you know, whatever. Uh, but yesterday, my Costco run uh, held me up by a little bit. So we were we were like, we got there right at 11. So I, I let the child out to go in the door and go, you know, so we don't have to, because it's going to be another f four hours of parking before we even get into the Y, and she's going to miss her class. So I drop her off at the front door, and she goes off to dance, and then I go find a parking space somewhere. And, uh, yeah, it's there's there's never any parking. And not only is there not parking, but this isn't just on a Saturday. This isn't a weeknight. This is, like, this is all the time. This is... Parking is just horrendous over there, and it's it's so yeah, it's it's deceiving because you look at this parking lot and it's it's kind of sprawling. It's certainly bigger than the Costco parking lot, but you figure they've got you know uh, uh, you know they've got a, like a cycling spin class going on, and one thing they've got like three different dance groups going on with you know upwards of like twenty kids in some of these classes. You know, 20, 30 people in an aerobics class. They've got like, you know, 50 people, uh, you know, on the bikes and the weights and, you know, another 20 more over in the whatever. The other section, you know, of a ton of people on the track. There's a zillion people in the pool. So, like, yeah, I get it. It, it adds up pretty quickly. There's a lot of people. And then when you factor in, like, you know, a craft fair or some other bullshit at the same time, it's like, oh, man. Yeah, parking is, is dreadful at this place. Uh, but what what I find, what happens quite often is, uh, yeah, not only is parking dreadful, but there's there's some people who feel that they are uh, they're above the law and the rules don't apply to them. And so what they do is they park on the end of the rows where there's the little white lines that 
clearly mean don't park here. These white slashes, there's like 10 white slashes in this little section uh, that doesn't take up a full parking space. That means, hey, dumb fuck, don't park here. This is not a parking space. What that translates to for people who go to the Nashua YMCA is, oh, great, one of the best spots in the house just opened up and I can park right here. Awesome. Of course, what they don't know is that I'm about to <laughs> I'm about to patronize the facilities of the YMCA and I make note of every goddamn car that's not parked in an actual parking space. And I whip out the phone, I take a couple pictures, and then I proceed to go into the front desk and talk to somebody who is a YMCA employee who can do something about this. As has been the case many, many times in the past, where I park far, far away, the far reaches of the universe, to use my YMCA. And then I, on my way, walking from my car... Uh, several towns over to the front entrance of the YMCA, I come across many, many cars just just parked next to the sidewalk, parked in the little, you know, lines, white lines, don't park here spaces. And, uh, yeah, it infuriates me. And I, I want to uphold justice because, you know, there's there's not a lot of good spots. There's not a, good, a lot of good parking spaces at this place. So what does that mean? That means if you can't get a good parking space, what do you do? You park in a shitty parking space and go fuck yourself. That's what you do. That's what I do. That's what you do. That's what every motherfucker is supposed to do who goes to that stupid goddamn YMCA. You find the shittiest parking space there is if that's what you need to do. And you park there. If it's not a parking space, you don't park there, stupid. Uh, but never fear. Johnny Boy is here and he's got his phone and he's snapping pictures. So there was one car on one end of the parking row that was illegally parked, and then there were two cars on the other end. I didn't take pictures of all of them because I'm not going to like waste my whole day taking pictures of cars. I took a picture of the one that I passed by while walking into the YMCA, and then I made note of the other two that were parked so far over the line in a non-parking spot that there was barely room for cars to go around. You got like kids and families going through these uh, these little parking spaces, and like now I really visibility is limited enough. Now you've got these illegally parked cars. Eh, somebody could get killed, probably not. But still, I presented that as the most extreme scenario, so that the uh, individual working at the desk at the YMCA would take me seriously. So I held out my phone. I showed the one picture. I said, "Look." You got this car, there's two at the end of this row, there's another one who's just, he's just on like a patch of dirt that's not even, I don't even know what that is, but he's, they're all parked, there's all these cars, they're parked illegally. And, you know, I've done that in the past, and, uh, you know, sometimes the, the kid at the counter will get up and like go outside and, you know, nothing happens. But yesterday, I went up to this person, and I can't imagine I'm the only one complaining. I would like to think. I mean, I don't think much of my fellow man, so I'm, I'm going to guess that I probably am uh, one of, if not the only person who complains about this, because a lot of people just, oh, oh I guess they, uh, guess they beat the system, duh, and go about my day. Um, I'm not that person. Nobody beats the system on my clock, except maybe me sometimes, if I can, if I, if I can help, if I can get away with it, like stealing somebody's parking space at Costco. Um, yeah. Uh, I won't stand for that. 
I'm uh, consider me an extension of the police. I'm I'm the YMCA parking police. That's what I am. So I go in and I uh, after I parked my car several several light years from here and uh, in a galaxy far far away. And I walked in like all the other assholes who had to park equally as far away as I did and walked in. That's the other thing too. You're going to the goddamn gym. It's YMCA. In theory, these are people who are going to like aerobics and they're swimming and doing laps and riding the elliptical and the exercise bikes and stair climbing and, you know, weight training and all this bullshit. It's like you can't, you need to have the closest spot to the door. You're, you're, you know, just consider that more walking. Consider it a little more walking, you fucking jerk. So, uh, so me, I, that's what I, I'm like, Hey, you know what? Why am, if it was, if it was, uh, you know, the grocery store, I'd be, I'd be furious. I'd be irate, but you know, I'm going here, I'm going here to like to, to do two miles around the track while my kid does 45 minutes of ballet, like big deal. I'll, I'll count this. I'll add this to my walking. So what? So, <coughs> so, uh. So I don't really, you know, I don't care that much. It does drive me nuts that there's no parking at this place, but because I do love good parking. Um, so I go in and I tell the person at the counter, and I said, hey, listen, uh, here's the deal. These cars are illegally parked. You must do something. Kids, just kids. It's a Saturday. Kids and families. Somebody's going to get killed, I tell you. Killed. And so she she hopped right up into action, and she went outside, and I, I went upstairs to the track. I watched her go outside, and I thought, eh, nothing's going to happen. That's the end of it. It never, you know, the 57,000 other times that I've reported illegally parked cars, and what happens, a whole lot of nothing. So that's what I'm prepared for at this particular visit to the YMCA. But wouldn't you know, I get up there, I do maybe a, I'm on like maybe my first or second little lap around the track, and all of a sudden, and this doesn't happen too often, I hear a, uh, I hear a voice come over the public address. And that voice had the following to say. Oh, yeah. Sing it, sister. Silva Corolla. Goodbye. See ya. Sweet, sweet justice, baby. <laughs> <clears throat> there you go. Sweet, sweet justice indeed. At least I hope so. I mean... There was part of me that wanted to go downstairs and just stand outside with a smug look on my face waiting for tow trucks to arrive, but I'm sure it never got to that. I'm sure anyone with half a brain, you know, she was pretty clear on that loudspeaker. Most of the time you can't hear what the fuck they're saying when they make an announcement at the Y, but this one was pretty clear. Uh, so anybody anybody listening to that, and, and you can, you know, the ears are amazing things. If, it's, if it sounds like some bullshit announcement like... Uh, Oh, you left your sock in the men's locker room, Mr. Stevenson, to the men's locker room to retrieve your gray sock. Like, nobody's listening to that. But when you start hearing license plate numbers being read, and, uh, <laughs> and then followed by, 
Your car is being towed. You parked in an emergency. I don't know what this emergency is. They parked in, just, you know, they parked in, yeah, I guess, oh, I guess that is the emergency, right? That's why it has the white lines. That's like if an emergency vehicle needed to park there. In any event, you're parked in the fucking, it's not a parking space, jackass, and now your car is going to be towed. Unfortunately, I couldn't see. I mean, I, you know, the, the the track is out. You know, it's uh, it's up on the second floor, and you can you can see kind of out into the parking lot as you come around one of the loops, one of the straightaways. And I kept looking out, but it doesn't look over where those cars were parked illegally. So, who knows? I can't imagine that three uh, tow trucks showed up to 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 grab all these cars. But hopefully, the threat. That's the thing. The threat is usually enough. And if the people heard that, then they got their fucking ass up and ran outside and moved their goddamn car. And I, I'm hoping that on, a, that on a chilly January Saturday, I'm hoping that all three of those fuckers were in the pool and heard that announcement and had to, you know, towel off and run out and, you know, little icicles forming on their, on their faces. They couldn't, oh, my God, they're going to tow my car. They're going to tow my car. And ran outside and moved. Uh, but that's the thing. That's why I do it every time. And I'm going to do it every time. If I see even one of those fucking things parked in the wrong space like a jackass. And hopefully it'll get to the point where people say like, oh man, they've got some, uh, you know, they mean business over there at the YMCA. If you want to park illegally, go someplace else because the YMCA don't allow it, brother. So hopefully this will scare everyone and they'll stop doing this shit. These fucking jackass New Hampshire, Massachusetts douchebags. Uh, how about one more time? One more time. Yeah. You're out of here. You hear that? Emergency parking spot, you Prius driving son of a bitch. You think you're so special. 261. You think you're so special with your your, your gold minivan. You think you're so special. You get out of here. And? Toad. They're going to be towed, you toad. Sweet, sweet justice, baby. Sweet, sweet justice, baby. Sing it. Sing it, sister. Say it, Johnny boy. Sweet, sweet justice indeed. That felt so fucking good just to hear that announcement. You know, I'm not the hero that the Nashville YMCA deserves, but I am the hero that they need, and you're welcome. And if I catch any of you fuckers parking illegally, I'm going to take pictures of your car, and I'm going to go squeal like a bastard to anyone who will hear me. There's no time for that shit in this world. We're gonna park, park in a park. They they paved these these things and they painted these lines. They had all these jerk offs come and paint lines so that you know where to park your stupid car. And in what universe do you find a thing with the twelve diagonal lines? Oh yeah, I guess that's where I should be parking, right? Yeah, fuck that. The rules are for suckers. I'm gonna park where I want to. Ding dong ding. Yeah. Yeah, you can park in uh, Mel's tow yard, you asshole. 250 bucks to get it out. Go fuck yourself.
We're back here on the Birthday Boy Podcast with more Birthday Boy Nonsense from Johnny Boy. Ah, that's it's getting loud. It's too loud, baby. Ah, turn it down. It's, it hurts my ears. Oh, man. I mean... And now, here's Johnny Boy. Oh, yeah, welcome back, everybody. Hey, it's me. That is still way too loud. (laughs) Uh, Wild nothing with foyer. Good stuff. All right. What do I want to? What do I want to talk about? There's so much to talk about. Actually, is there? Is there much to talk about? Costco receipt checker, always nice to everyone in front of me, but never to me. Parking illegally at the Y. I'm the parking police. I fight injustice. That's those were my two notes. Oh, you know what? How about this Egyptian mummy? Did you? Uh, did, you did you read this? Did you hear about this? Did you see this? Uh, the Egyptian mummy. Let's see. Let me let me try and find this. Mummy voice. Egyptian mummy voice. Uh, where was this? Uh, let's go to NBC News. Ancient voice. Scientists re- recreate the sound of an Egyptian mummy. Researchers say they've mimicked the voice of a 3,000-year-old Egyptian mummy by recreating much of its vocal tract using medical scanners, 3D printing, and electronic larynx. Or as most of my grade school teachers would say, Larnix, 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 Only the best. Uh, in a paper published Thursday by the journal Scientific Reports, the authors say the technique allowed them to produce a single sound somewhere between the vowels in bed and bad. Okay. The eerie tone is unlikely to be a precise reflection. <laughs> this is the best part. They spent all these people... All this technology, all this equipment, all this ching-ching money. Ching-ching money? I don't I don't think anybody in the history of anything has ever said ching-ching <laughs> when referring to money. Cha-ching, I think I was looking for, or uh, whatever. Anyways, uh, those dollar-dollar bills, y'all. Uh, so all this, all this money, people... Equipment, research, technology, science, etc. To produce something that sounds somewhere between the vowels in bed and bad. Yeah. Uh, The eerie tone is... And that's the best part. The eerie tone is unlikely to be a precise reflection of the speech of of Egyptian priest Nesyamun, whose mummified body the researchers worked with because the tongue has lost much of its bulk over three millennia. Yeah, weird. Like... It's almost as though dead people should just stay dead and buried. And it's fascinating. I love I love Egyptology. I I loved taking Egyptology in school long before I took that class in college. I was a huge fan of, you know, Egypt stuff, ancient Egypt. At one time between like 1999 and like 2005, 
I could have told you a lot about ancient Egypt. I was pretty well versed. It's all gone now. It's my my head is just filled with you know football knowledge and Royal Rumble statistics. As I'm watching two separate Royal Rumbles on two separate TVs in my home birthday boy podcast studio right now, I'm watching the 2011 Royal Rumble and the 1995 Royal Rumble. Uh, two two pretty mediocre Rumbles, but. Uh, but I love them both, so fuck it. Well, that's what I have on. It's going to be Royal Rumbles all day until the big pay-per-view tonight. We're, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, anyways, any of my knowledge of ancient Egypt is like, it's just gone. It's it's a, it's a dusty old sarcophagus somewhere in the, in the crypt of my mind. Uh, we have made a faithful sound for his tract in its current position, but we would not expect an exact speech match given his tongue state, said co-author David M. Howard of London's Royal Holloway College. Uh, so they have a whole, I mean, and then they've got this Rudolf Hagen, an ear, nose, and throat expert from Germany, specializes in thorax reconstruction, wasn't involved in the study, express, expressed skepticism, even cutting-edge medicine struggles to give living people without a thorax a normal voice. So it's like, you know, it's a bunch of money and time and effort and people and, uh, <laughs> and technology to uh, to hear this, this mummy's voice, uh, this ancient Egyptian priest. Like, I mean, because that's what I've been dying. I wonder what they sounded like. Oh, I'll bet probably they sounded like people. Hmm. I've never, I've never given two shits about it, but here, let's see, do we have this sound? Oh. <laughs> there it is. Uh, millions of dollars, I'm sure, towards technology, salaries, R&D, all this stuff, and uh, the result is... We've finally done it. We've finally recreated a 3,000-year-old Egyptian priest. Here we go. This is the great unveiling of years of work and research and recreation. <laughs> Time and effort and money that could have been spent towards frivolous things like curing cancer and disease and all sorts of things that actually affect people who didn't die 3,000 years ago, but are in fact alive today. <laughs> and here, at long last, I reveal to you the sounds of this 3,000-year-old mummy. Are you ready? In three, two, one, let's recreate life. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've... <laughs> We've brought King Tutankhamen himself back to life through modern technology and, <laughs> and larynx <laughs> recreation and enhancements. Let's listen for the first time in thousands of years to King Tutankhamen, also known as King Tut. Take it away, Tut. <laughs> <laughs> Ramses the second, we finally brought Ramses the second back to life for the first time in several millennia. 
This is truly a wonder of modern science and technology and shows you that anything can happen if you put your minds together as well as billions of dollars. Let's listen to the sounds of Ramses the second. Oh, man. It's so good. We can finally hear the voice. We can finally hear the voice of ancient Egypt come to life. Sure, we've had living actors recreate these characters over the years, which has been suitable enough for most to use their minds and imaginations to imagine what these people sounded like. Nobody's ever really asked the question, what did a 3,000-year-old mummy sound like? Because it probably sounded a lot like the rest of us. But here we go. I present to you a Cheops or Kafu was buried in the Great Pyramid. We finally brought his voice back to life for the first time in, in centuries and thousands of years. Here is the great King Khufu. Isn't that remarkable? It's like he's back to life here in the room with us. Huh. Well, good job, everybody. That's, uh, I don't know, one small step for Egypt, one giant leap for Egyptology. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed, it's a day to rejoice. We finally brought back to life this great priest. <laughs> and the great thing is like they finally did this they you know when 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 these all these scientists and researchers were working on this doctors and this was the sound that they that they came up with and they heard that <laughs> and they said at once notify every news outlet across the globe let the bells ring out our triumphs of success. We finally brought a 3,000-year-old mummy back to life. <laughs> awesome. Uh, great job, everybody. Great job. This is really a, this is a really a day to celebrate. Of all the things we could have done with this money, I can't think of a better way to have spent it and all the time that went into it. There's literally nothing more important in this world than giving us the sound of a 3,000-year-old dead person. <laughs> Next to Abe Lincoln. Uh, uh. <laughs> We've brought back arguably the greatest president of all time, freed the slaves, emancipation proclamation. <laughs> Mr. Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States of America, Take it away, Mr. Lincoln, honest Abe. Here he is. <laughs> oh, man. It's a good, good time to be alive, man. It's a, no, it's a great time to be alive. It is a great time to be alive. We've got talking mummies. We're only a few steps away from zombies, I'm telling you. Full-on zombies. I think that's I think that's what people want. There's an obsession with you know zombie movies and TV shows because I think you know 
I, as long as there's slow moving zombies or slow moving mummies, I think people, I think people want that to happen because they, they, they watch these movies and it's like, these zombies are slow. Like just, you know, just walk at a brisk pace and they won't get you. How, how is this zombie, you know, how is this zombie outbreak even possible? Like, you know, just one started with patient zero, one slow moving zombie, you know, just. Just get away from him quickly. Okay, maybe there's two or three zombies because, like, you don't, you're not gonna see the first one coming. Like, you know, hey, Bill, uh, how's you? You're not not looking so great. Maybe you should uh, lie down and. <laughs> He's biting me. <laughs> oh, now I'm a zombie. Uh, uh, brains, you know. So okay, the first couple, you know, you don't see it coming, but after a while, it's like, you know, okay, I think we got zombies here. Let's, you know, lock our doors or at least, you know, at least walk at a reasonable pace to just get away from them. I'd, I'd like to be chased by Egyptian mummies, quite frankly. I mean, the zombies are, you know, zombies have kind of been done to death. I would rather have, you know, the mummy come back to life. Just, you know, sit right up out of the out of the tomb and, uh, you know, just start chasing me around. I mean, that's pretty scary. You got this guy chasing after you? Ah, ah, he's after me. He's after me. Oh, it's the mummy. It's the mummy. Ah. Oh, no. Run, hide. Oh, man. What what amazing achievements. I mean, what's going to happen? What If this is what they've done now, what's going to happen in the next ten years? Maybe two syllables. We can practically have a conversation with the mummy. Listen to this. It's like we've transported ourselves back to ancient Egypt. It's fascinating. They're here with us. They're alive today. Uh, what else do you have to say, Mr. Mummy? Mr. 3,000-year-old Egyptian priest? Let's hear more. Fascinating, remarkable. Oh man. Anyways, I can't. One more, one more round of applause. We've got the mummies are back to life. Oh man. Then it'll be the dinosaurs, then the zombies, then it, the Hall of Presidents at Disney World will actually just be the reanimated corpses of the dead presidents, and instead of the you know an actor doing a prepared uh, you know reading lines. Doing a voiceover, it'll just be the president's. Ah, da, da, Isn't that fascinating? Did you hear George Washington? It's like, it's like we're crossing the Delaware with him. <laughs> All right, I am personally going to take a break, and then uh, we'll have a little bit more of the Birthday Boy podcast. Welcome back to the Birthday Boy Podcast. And now, on the Birthday Boy Podcast, here's the Bright Light Social Hour with Lie to Me on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's time to, uh, it's getting, <clears throat> geez, 
it's almost time to wrap things up. So I can continue watching Royal Rumbles that I've seen a million times. As we lead up to the Royal Rumble itself tonight. I don't get excited too much about uh, WWE pay-per-views anymore. They're kind of... They just... There's so much fucking content now with everything. You can't keep up. TV shows, movies, music, podcasts. There's just... It seems like an endless, endless amount of stuff. Yeah, WWE is no different. Like, you've got three hours of Raw. You've got two hours of SmackDown. Neither of which are particularly great shows, so it's a lot. It's a big commitment, and uh, I mostly just delete everything from my DVR because I just don't have time to watch it. This like Big Show and Kane came back for the five millionth time. Like, oh yay, we need to see those guys. Uh, I had no idea. I had no idea. John Morrison is back. I, I had no idea. I was picking him as one of my surprise participants in the Royal Rumble. And he's wrestled he's wrestled like three matches already. He's been back for weeks. Like, oh, okay. Oh man. Well, there's just so much. But uh when it comes to live pay per views, I will I will always watch WrestleMania live. And I'll watch the Royal Rumble live. Although there's been times though, you know what? Uh in previous years I went to sleep before the Royal Rumble pay-per-view was over because it was just you know these fucking things go so late i can't like you know that like responsibilities i can't stay up until midnight watching wrestling i can't do it cannot do it will not do it uh but you know the royal rumble the nice thing is now there's two royal rumbles there's the women's royal rumble and there's the men's royal rumble and uh you know they're usually they've been both been pretty good the last couple years and uh, one of them, they usually have, like, the first or second match. So I can at least see a Royal Rumble before I go to bed. And I try to stay up to watch the whole thing. If this thing goes till midnight, I'll find out tomorrow what happened. There's just no way. If it goes to 11 o'clock, okay. There's, there's a decent chance I'll be able to stay up for it. But, you know. Uh, but those are the ones that I'll watch live. Royal, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of other wrestling Live events. And that's the thing. We have everything we've ever wanted. Like when I was a kid, if somebody told me that someday there's going to be this WWE network and for 10 bucks a month, excuse me, noin, noiny, noin, a month, you can uh, you can watch every pay-per-view that they've ever had and WCW and ECW. You can watch all of the new pay-per-views live and then as much as you want on demand. It's like, that's too good to be true. And now we have it. And I'm like, eh, I don't need to see this live. I'll, I'll check out this pay-per-view later. And then I never do. And then, Or I'll start it now. You know, I'll try to watch the first couple matches, and I never finish it. And WWE Network, they did an update over the summer, and it's just terrible. It's been terrible since the summer. They had it really, it was really smooth. It was really like they had all the, all the flaws when it first started. You know, after about a year year and a half, maybe two years, they really kind of fixed everything. It was like nice navigation, you know, UI was good, you know, user experience, user interface, you know, it was all good. Uh, you know, it saved your place, you know, when you would when you turn it off, you come back and it's exactly where you left off, just like you would expect, you know, on Netflix or anything else. And now it's like it doesn't, and it would save, you know, anything that you had started watching, it would just save in your little queue and, you, you know, 
continue watching and you see all the list of events that you started watching and you go right to where you left off and now it's like half the stuff doesn't save to where you you know to show you like what you're in the middle of watching and you, you stop something and you go back to it and it's not where you left off it's like an earlier marker and it's like uh, you know and then now I'm like half thinking okay maybe I just cancel this and then you know a couple times a year I start up a subscription for like a month or two catch up on a couple things that I missed and then just not have it because it's really now it's at the point because it's I, I would use it more if it were the way that it used to be where you could just easily go on and you know find st they have it organized ridiculously like if you're on an iPhone it's like current pay-per-views retired pay-per-views like what happened it used to be like you could either go by pay-per-view name or year it was real simple choose a year choose a pay-per-view now it's like you can't find I just can't find anything I don't know where stuff is I don't know, man. Just people. That's that's a trait. Just people like something. It ain't broke, but let's uh, let's break it and try to fix it, but not really fix it. So it, it ain't broke, but now it's broke. Uh, anyway, but the Royal Rumble's tonight, and I will watch it. I'll watch it as live as I possibly can. And that's the nice thing too. It used to be like, okay, you have to you have to have the TV on to watch it. Like I. There aren't a lot of, there's not a lot of things that I watch on the actual TV these days. It's either on a phone or an iPad. That's it. Which is nice, because I can just kind of, you know, I'll put the Royal Rumble on an iPad, and as I'm, you know, getting my clothes ready for the work day tomorrow, and getting my lunch ready, and getting the kids to bed and stuff like that, I can kind of have the iPad with me, watch the Royal Rumble. But I'm excited. I'm always excited for the Royal Rumble. They kind of... The last few years, they all kind of blend together. There's nothing, you know, the one from two years ago I really enjoyed because I'm a big fan of Shinsuke Nakamura, and he won the Royal Rumble. Uh, last year's was cool because old Double J, Jeff Jarrett, was in the Royal Rumble, so he got to he got to hear the music. You got to see old Double J come back in the Royal Rumble. That's the cool thing. You get a couple surprises. So even if people who haven't watched wrestling in like 10, 20 years you're probably going to see somebody that you know because that's usually they bring back like a legend or two. Some, you know, used to be like Hacksaw Jim Duggan would show up in a couple Royal Rumbles. You know, somebody like that or a big name makes his return. Those are the things I look forward to. So it'll be fun. The Women's Royal Rumble, uh, they've only announced like five participants. Uh, well, what's the deal with that? Um, I think Ronda Rousey returns as a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble and wins it all. And if she doesn't, uh, then I think Charlotte Flair will win the Royal Rumble. Uh, but they haven't announced. There's, there's there's very few participants announced for that Royal Rumble, so uh, who knows? I feel like Alundra Blaze will make a surprising return in the Royal Rumble for the first time in many many moons. But who knows? And that's the fun part. You you're left guessing. You've got uh, 30, 30 WWE superstars, <laughs> and only one can win. It's the biggest match of the year, and the winner goes on to a world title match at WrestleMania. And by the way, I'm getting a little, uh, I'm getting a little slamcasty here. So if you loved the football stuff, get ready. I'm going to talk about wrestling for a few minutes. Uh, here's a here's an interesting article though from Alfred Kanua from uh, I think this is from Forbes. This is just from a this is today. This is like from an hour ago, not even thirty minutes ago. WWE Royal Rumble 2020 details are being kept secret. So here's what we know. 
uh, there's a lot of there's some big names in the Royal Rumble, the men's Royal Rumble, the women's Royal Rumble. There's like five names announced. I think Charlotte Flair, I don't know Natalia, a few others. So pff, who knows? Who knows who's? I mean, you know, there's a big roster, so you can take up an educated guess and like process of elimination, figure out who's going to be in it. Uh, the men's Royal Rumble, I think all but like three spots are announced. And there's, you know, Brock Lesnar, we know, is going to be number one in the Royal Rumble. And uh, and then you've got, I don't know, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, John Morrison, The Miz. I don't know, off the top of my head. Kofi Kingston, I guess, is in it. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of guys. I- I'm not going to list every one. Actually, yes, I am. Uh, can I get some classic Royal Rumble music, please? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's time to rumble! It's time for the Royal Rumble! So you've got, let's see, you've got Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar entering at number one, AJ Styles, Eric Rowan. Should I do it like Vince McMahon? Randy Orton! Rey Mysterio! There's Ricochet! I'm not, no. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Elias, King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Otis and Tucker... Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Kofi Kingston, Big E, R-Truth, John Morrison, and The Miz. Uh, So that's 27 entrants. And for those of you who don't know, the Royal Rumble starts out with two WWE superstars. All 30 superstars draw a number from 1 to 30. Two superstars, the two superstars who drew number one and two, start off the action, and every two minutes thereafter, another competitor joins the fray. Process of elimination occurs when a superstar has been thrown over the top rope and both feet touch the arena floor. That process continues until there's only one left standing, and that man will be declared the winner of the 2020 WWE Royal Rumble. Or, in the case of the Women's Royal Rumble, all the same rules, and that women, that woman, left standing at the end will be declared the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble. The winners of each respective Royal Rumble match get a guaranteed title opportunity at WrestleMania. Uh, the women, you get, yeah, Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Sarah Logan, Natalia, Carmella, and Dana Brooke. That's only seven. There's 23 women not announced for the Royal Rumble, so that's... There's going to be lots of mystery there. That could be very interesting. And lots of speculation. You know, CM Punk is kind of back in WWE, sort of. He's on that uh, that backstage show every couple of weeks he shows up, which is a fun... That's the show that I probably watch more than anything, is WWE Backstage. I'd rather... Just like sports, I'd rather listen to people talking about sports than actually watching sports half the time. Same thing with WWE. I'd rather talk about WWE than watch it, which is odd. The mighty Hercules, Superfly, Jimmy Snooker, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Oh, man. That was the best. Back in the day, they would play this music. Oh, uh, yeah. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> Vince McMahon would... They'd kick off the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, and you'd have a voiceover from Vince McMahon himself announcing all the par- all 30 participants. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper! The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, Andre the Giant, The Ultimate Warrior. I can't, my fucking voice, I can't even do it. Anyway, 
Uh, but the Royal Rumble, yeah, it's always a fun match. Like even if you don't know, it's just fun. It's fun to watch. Everybody loves a everybody loves a Rumble. It's time for the Royal Rumble. And you got a bunch of matches here: the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan strap match for the Universal Championship, Becky Lynch versus Asuka singles match for the Raw Women's Championship, falls count anywhere match between Roman Reigns and King Baron Corbin, who I can't stand. I don't enjoy Baron Corbin at all. Shorty G, the stupidest name ever for a great wrestler named Chad Gable. Uh, going up against Sheamus. Bailey defends the SmackDown Women's Championship against Lacey Evans. I love evil Bailey, by the way. Andrade defends the United States Championship against Humberto Carillo. 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 <laughs> uh, how am I not doing voiceovers for this? Anyway, uh, Humberto Carrillo. Anyways, the Royal Rumble. Here's this is interesting though. Yeah, so uh, it's anybody's guess. I, I feel like I feel like the Royal Rumble winner is going to be somebody new. Um, but I also feel like it could be Brock Lesnar, which would be stupid because Brock Lesnar is the champion. Usually, the champion defends the title in a separate match, and then non-champions compete in the Royal Rumble. But this time they've got Lesnar as the champion in the Royal Rumble. So, like, I guess if he wins, then he can face Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania? I, I don't know. Anyways, let's not get into the nitty-gritty of the Royal Rumble. But I can tell you, uh, I'm excited. And I hope those three spots... I hope it's somebody good. They're in Texas. Big stadium in Houston. Uh, I always dream, like, it would just be so fun to hear Shawn Michaels' music play. And have him come out. I mean, he came. He, he wrestled a match. He came out of retirement about a year and a half ago. Why not come back and you know, five minutes in the Royal Rumble, throw some punches, hit a couple, of, hit a little sweet chin music, and then get eliminated. It's just good fun. If the glass breaks and Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out, hits a few stunners, then just tosses himself, you know, steps over the top rope, or you know, somebody. Or some scoundrel eliminate. I mean, that, that would that'd be stupid. Steve Austin's character wouldn't eliminate himself from the Royal Rumble. Austin comes out, he hits a bunch of stunners, and then some scoundrel, you know, like a Brock Lesnar, or some prick that we all hate, Baron Corbin, who everybody hates, you know, comes out and eliminates Austin. CM Punk. They're saying maybe CM Punk could be a mystery spot. Who knows? It's anybody's guess at the Royal Rumble. But I'm excited. I love the Rumble. And I'll be watching. I love when that countdown clock goes off and you don't know who's coming down the aisle to compete in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, but they've, they've got some interesting Royal Rumble details are being kept secret. This is the Forbes article, Alfred Kanua. Uh, the 2020 Royal Rumble is set to kick off the road to WrestleMania 36, and much like WrestleMania rumors themselves, which are typically prevalent at this point of the year, with projected WrestleMania lineups being casually passed around like an Applebee's menu, nobody has a clue what's going to happen. WWE has apparently made a concerted attempt to keep plans for his biggest show of the year under wraps, creating a unique dynamic that lends itself to surprises and plot twists. Mm, my guess is the XFL is starting in like two weeks and Vince McMahon forgot that he also owns a wrestling company because he so desperately does not want the XFL, XFL to flounder and fail like it did 20 years ago almost, 19 years ago. 
Um, so that's what I think. And Vince McMahon, he's still the boss. Everything goes through Vince McMahon. So any ideas that very, you know, you can have some very smart, cool, creative ideas there in WWE. It, it, Vince McMahon doesn't sign off on it. It ain't happening, man. Uh, and then in, the, in this article is something from Russell, uh, Twitter called at Russell Votes. Talk to a source over the holidays who's been with WWE for 10 plus years. So they can't remember a January. They can't remember a January where so little of the WrestleMania card has been decided upon. Said it's both refreshing as WWE is keeping multiple options open, but frustrating at the same time. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so who knows? Who knows who's going to win? Oh, and here within the article, new philosophy or not, it's also fair to question whether Vince McMahon's involvement in the forthcoming launch of the XFL, which re-debuts on February 8th, has become a distraction from putting together a plan for WrestleMania season. Yeah, yeah, I think that's safe to say. I think it's safe to say that perhaps uh, 70, almost 75-year-old Vince McMahon, who is at the age where most people are enjoying a nice, quiet retirement, has perhaps taken on a tad too much running the biggest wrestling company in the world and media company and everything else that they do. And now, you know, he's restarting a football organization that, Obviously, Vince McMahon, you know, go big or go home with that dude. He wants the XFL. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if he's said this or not, but obviously, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna be so stupid as to start a football organization, you want that thing to uh, to to be as big as the NFL or bigger, because the NFL is a juggernaut. Nothing competes with the NFL. They tried it. They had that AAAAF last year. The AF. Where's that? That thing's gone. And they had like the United Football something a couple years. You know, they come and they go. It's like and the XFL is one of those. If you know, it crashed and burned. They had like the first week, a ton of people tuned in to see what it was all about. It was terrible, and the the, the audience dropped by fifty percent the following week, and then another fifty percent, and then by the time the thing ended, like in uh, whatever April or May of two thousand one, nobody was watching. It was done. It was just dead. Uh, so. Yeah, he doesn't want, if you're going to bring back, like, the biggest, you know, one of the biggest failures of your career, and a career that's been filled with a lot of success, uh, you're not going to want to fail at this thing a second time. So, I guarantee you, Vince has spent very little time, uh, you know, he's missed, like, Vince is also, like, he's so hands-on. It's unbelievable. Dude's almost 75, and he's just as active, if not more so, than he's ever been. Like, he's backstage, he's, he's at all the shows. But he's missed a lot in the last uh, the last few months because he's got this XFL thing taken away. You know, he's got other meetings to attend and, uh, you know, other things going on. So it'll be very interesting. And frankly, I think it'd be quite good because some of the shittiness of WWE, you know, some of the great stuff that's happened has been because of Vince McMahon's ideas. And some of the shittiest stuff is directly from Vince McMahon and some of his terrible, cheesy ideas. So uh, who knows? Okay, that's uh, more than I plan to talk about wrestling. I've got uh, I've got a lot to say, but I'm not going to say it because this ain't Slamcast. This is the Birthday Boy podcast, and I'm going to go uh, get some water, and then uh, I think I'm going to wrap it up. I think I'm just about done here, so uh, stick around for a little bit more of the Birthday Boy podcast. Yeah, all right, we're back here on the Birthday Boy podcast. Got a little. Who is this? It's a little Theo 
Profilus, London featuring Ariel Pink and Bebe. This is called Revenge here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Not bad. Hit that post, man. Hit that post, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Real fun. Ah, brother. Here comes the man made in the USA, Lex Luger, entering the 1995 Royal Rumble. Oh, here comes Lex Luger in the 1995 Royal Rumble. Oh my, Lex Luger just eliminated Mabel. He's going right after Shawn Michaels. That's my Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon either. He either goes up and talks like this, or he talks like this. But I've got to tell you, Brian, your guy, Ric Flair, is going to get eliminated. Nobody is gone. Entry number one through five and been there at the end, Brian. That's my very bad Gorilla Monsoon. He has an occipital protuberance and the lateral collateral ligaments. He's right for the pickings. <coughs> oh, Jesus. Royal Rumble time, baby. It's time to rumble. It's time for the Royal Rumble. What a night at the Royal Rumble. Uh, another new episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Last week's was great. The weird thing about Curb, though, is like... These last couple... These last, like, two seasons... It, it seems like... The Larry David character on Curb Your Enthusiasm... Found himself in situations... And depending on who you are and how you view things, you would say, oh, that Larry David, what an asshole. Or you're like me and you say, oh, yeah, what an, what an asshole. And Larry David's right, you know, nine times out of ten. He's just in a, you know, it's just an unfortunate scenario he finds himself in. And, it, and that's how it would go. You could deter, you could say, like, oh, you know, either way it was awkward and wonderful and hilarious. Um you know, Larry David with a water bottle uh, in his in his pants because some asshole told him he couldn't bring a water bottle into a movie theater the previous time, and he used the ladies' room and had his wife Cheryl guard the ladies' room, and then the little girl whose doll whose doll's hair he cut uh, then enters the ladies' room because Cheryl decides to leave the door unprotected because Larry did the same thing to her at a party. And, uh, and Larry, you know, Larry and this little girl hug and make up because he was, he apologized for cutting the doll's hair and she was so happy that he replaced the doll. And then he hugs her and he's got the bottle of water in his pants and the girl runs out and yells, mommy, mommy, that, that bald, that, that horrible bald man's in the bathroom and there's something hard in his pants. <laughs> and then you see the last thing you see is Larry try to escape through the window. And that's, that's hilarious. And that's just a situation where, you know, he didn't necessarily do anything wrong. He's just, just he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that's a lot of what makes Curb so great, is Larry's reaction to just being in these ridiculous scenarios. And sometimes he gets himself into those scenarios, but sometimes it's beyond his control. And it's sort of the way that he handles the scenarios that he finds himself in. But these last couple ones, it's almost like he's, he's kind of like deliberately being the antagonist, which I don't like. 
having said that, it's it's really a minor grievance, and you know, I still don't care. It's all it's almost yeah, he's almost like doing like these last couple seasons, almost more like a dirty rotten scoundrels type thing, and you see him, you know, just like. You know, the last episode, he grabs a selfie stick and bricks it over his leg and then knocks down, you know, like a VO bike, you know, uh, ride share, you know, those scooter type things that you see in every city nowadays with the bikes. And he just knocks down a whole bunch of them. It's funny. It's a good, like, gag. It's a good laugh. But it just seems, you know, sometimes he's now, like, deliberately, he's he seems more deliberately poking the bear instead of finding himself in these scenarios. And that's the way that he you know, gets out of the scenarios or more than likely makes them worse. That's my only complaint. Other than that, I loved I loved the new episode last week. It was just like, oh my god, it's nonstop. So many things I had to rewind that were just so funny. Um, it was it was hilarious. I loved it. I love the talcum powder <laughs> resulting in Cheryl having to go. I'm not giving away spoilers. I'm just saying I love the talcum powder scene with Cheryl. Uh, I loved, uh, yeah, there was, there was just so much. I I loved Larry's little monologue about, um, you know, Cheryl saying that she likes being around Larry, Larry because she feels morally superior (laughs) and how that's why Larry doesn't like being around most people because he wants to, he feels inferior. He only wants, that's why he likes being around animals because animals are idiots and bugs. He loves being able to squish bugs. (laughs) <laughs> that makes him feel superior. Oh man, there was there was a lot of good stuff in that episode last week. Um, yeah, lots of lots of funny stuff. In any event, uh, I can't wait for another episode. I like that. Uh, I like that Avenue Five on HBO. I mean, I like anything anything that's kind of sci-fi ish that's in space. You know, they're really kind of setting up the characters and stuff. There were some characters I found you know, a little more annoying than others. Hopefully they'll tweak them or get rid of them. But yeah, I thought it was just, it's absurd. You know, this giant space cruise ship, like in Wally, and uh, for through one thing or another, now they're on this, uh, now they're on this trajectory that's, it's going to take them three years to go the other way, to go around the sun, you know, it's supposed to be almost Gilligan's Islandish in a way like you know it's supposed to be like a few a few weeks I think it's supposed to be like a like a month long cruise or six weeks or something like that and now it's going to take them three years to, to the, the orbit has shifted and uh, you know, all this shit but uh, I think it's you know the same people who made Veep which is one of the funniest shows ever and uh, I you know I'm looking forward to it I love the I love wacky sci-fi in space that has you know comedy elements to it uh, Josh Gad He's funny. He's just, you know, he's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be pretty good. I think it'll be pretty good. Uh, so yeah, you got those shows. You get the Royal Rumble. You get the Super Bowl next week. I deliberately avoided any NFL talk. We will have one last. You're gonna hear all those great songs, the Monday Night Football <laughs> theme song, and all those NFL songs. As I, uh, I will recap last week's playoffs and. Uh, and look ahead to the Super Bowl, but I'm going to do that on next week's Birthday Boy podcast. In the meantime, uh, it's enough. It's time to go. I've had enough. It's 12:30, and uh, I did this a little bit earlier in the day so that I could like not spend my entire Sunday like last week doing Birthday Boy shit. Uh, eventually, I think I'm going to go back to doing this on Friday nights. But I have a child who has snowboarding on Fridays, and then we'll have. Uh, 
she'll have ski club on Friday. So that's probably not going to be until the end of March. I think from now until March, this is probably going to be like a Saturday, Sunday type deal. And then, uh, and then it'll be, uh, I don't know, Friday night, I guess. I think that, I think that'd be a good time to do it. Get the shit out of the way so I can have my weekend back. Anyways. <laughs> All right. I'm done. I've had enough. Uh, please email the birthday boy, uh, email address, which of course, as you know, is birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, send feedback. Let me know what's up. Oh, that's right. You know what? I do want to read. Uh, <clears throat> I did get a text from Carrie Dumas earlier this week. Now that I now that I have recalled, and she said, "Yeah." On Wednesday, Carrie texted me and said, "I'm actually taking the time for once to text you about just a subtle little thing that made me laugh out loud during the latest podcast. I never make the time, and when I for- and then I forget." And then I'm mad at myself this time. This time I'm doing it. Oh boy, Jesus Christ, you know, punctuation. Use a fucking comma once in a while, you goddamn bastard. When you're talking about the people nominated for Best Actor and you're talking about Leo DiCaprio and how he has too many syllables and then you talk about George Clooney and you do that little count mumble for how many syllables are in his name, it just tickled me. It's stuff like that makes it gold. And I wrote, I'm beaming from ear to ear, Dumas. I was honestly hoping someone would be tickled by that. And she said, I mean, I laughed so hard. I said, that's awesome. Which is good. Yeah, I mean, those are those are the little things, right? The little Easter egg type things that I just throw in there for little bonus laughs. Yeah. George Clooney. That's, that's three syllables. So it's easy. Oh, man, he's, you know, I'm no George Clooney, but I'm not so, you know. Oh, he's no Brad Pitt, but he's good looking. He's good looking for Nashua. He's Albany hot. <laughs> he's Port St. Lucie handsome. Uh, you're not gonna say, yeah, he's no Brad Pitt. He's no George Clooney. You're not gonna say, oh, he's you know, he's good looking. He's no <laughs> eight syllables to say Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. Eight syllables, yeah. But it's true, you're not going to (laughs) say. But Leo DiCaprio is, to me, that's the best, you know, he's the one. He's the one for me. All right. Well, thanks, thanks, Dumas, for sending that text that really made my day. Really, truly. Uh, Yeah, send me more texts telling me how great I am and emails, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. And uh, subscribe if you haven't. Tell your friends to subscribe on iTunes and on Spotify and wherever fine podcasts are sold or even wherever shitty podcasts like this one are sold. Okay, I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. It's time to go. Have a fabulous week. Enjoy the Royal Rumble, those of you who will be watching the Royal Rumble. Enjoy Curb Your Enthusiasm or, uh, you know, whatever. You know, if you watch any of those like uh, Chicago 911 Phoenix, Arizona, 911, Hawaiian style. What are these 911? Every time I see a preview for these 911 shows, it looks like a comedy. Even like if you see a billboard for it, it looks like a comedy because you see like kids dangling from a Ferris wheel or something while there's like a a giant tidal wave. <laughs> Children dangling from a roller coaster while a, a tidal wave is about to crash on the pier. But it's like, oh, it's a dr- it's like serious. It's a drama. Is that what we're doing? Nine. What's the? It's like nine one one Amarillo, Texas, Texas Roadhouse edition. It's some bullshit. 
Oh my god. Reno 911. <laughs> Malibu. The college years. I don't even know. But if you watch if you watch those bullshit 911, you know, those like rape and murder, you know, SUV whatever the new ones are today where it's just procedural police courtroom like isn't real life bad enough now you're watching this shit kind of shows if you're watching that stuff you know i guess enjoy that too uh anyway but thanks for listening everybody and uh i don't say it enough but positivity you know it's really stupid and it's for idiots uh but kindness matters and uh, whatever else I say. I don't know. I gotta go. I'm done. Uh, I'm gonna go get on with my day. I'm gonna watch some Royal Rumbles. Uh, maybe play some video games. And uh, not much else. Not much beyond that. Because I already did my Costco trip for the week. Got my shakes. Got my chips. Got my blueberries. Got my strawberries. And uh, and that's it. I'm all set. So, alright. Thanks everybody for listening. Have a great week. Talk to you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Alrighty. Thanks for listening, gang. Later, Gators.
but I felt very, very relaxed afterwards. In fact, I think I even fell asleep at one point, Cliffy. My only complaint is that my jaw hurt after I woke up from my nap, after my glass of juice. However, Cliff, I did also stop off at the Oatkey Corral prior to going to the Thirsty Womack, so perhaps my jaw is sore from sticking all that delicious oatmeal in my mouth. I'm sure that's what it is. Anyways, Cliffy, I really think you should go over and give Dr. Duxtable's new juice bar, the Thirsty Womack, a try. Not only does Dr. Duxtable serve delicious juice, and can you get in a quick little catnap like I did, but there's... Well, let's just say tons of bodacious babes walking around the Thirsty Womack, Cliffy. Babes, Cliffy. Babes. And, if I play my cards right, perhaps I'll get an audition to be on the next episode of The Cosby Mysteries, one of my favorite television programs from the early 1990s. In fact, I thought it was canceled decades ago, but according to Dr. Duxtable... It's back and better than ever, Cliff. Anyways, Cliffy, I just thought I'd call and tell you to check out the Thirsty Womack, because your old Uncle Cliffy gives it four and a half out of five gray slacks, Cliff. Just like the gray slacks that you wear, you know, the ones that uh, where the waistline goes to just below your nipples, Cliff. Just below your nipples, Cliffy. Just below your nipples. Okay, Cliffy, I'm going to go. I'm going to go home and ice my jaw and perhaps take a little nap to rest up because I think I'm going to go back to the Thirsty Womack later this evening for some more juice. Perhaps you'll join me, Cliffy. Either way, call me back. It's your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. I want to take you to the Thirsty Womack, Cliff, so we can split a delicious juice with Dr. Duxtable, Cliffy. Okay, Cliff. This is your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Talk to you soon, Cliff. Bye, Cliff. Oh, and one last thing about the Royal Rumble. It's in Texas. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Mark Henry, and Stone Cold Steve Austin are all Texans. I think that there's a good chance Mark Henry and The Undertaker will be in the Royal Rumble. Not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Maybe Shawn Michaels, probably not. I think Mark Henry, The Undertaker, and CM Punk are going to be the three remaining spots in that Royal Rumble. That's my official prediction. I forgot to mention that. Oh, but I forgot about Edge. There's a lot of rumors that Edge might come back. Mm. Edge, Undertaker, CM Punk? Maybe. Edge, Mark Henry, CM Punk? I think somewhere in there, I think one of those guys, I think I got something right somewhere. Edge, CM Punk, Mark Henry, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. I think one of those dudes. Maybe eh, maybe Christian. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think one of those dudes is going to be in the Royal Rumble tonight. Either way, we'll find out soon enough. Enjoy the Royal Rumble, everybody. Talk to you next time. Bye. Ching-ching money.